0: This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer Parish. My Father, my God, I thank you for, again for counting us worthy to be alive. We are grateful for this special day. We are grateful for your mercy over our life. We are grateful that we slept and we are awoke safely. Thank you for yesterday's Walkers Meeting, Joint Walkers Meeting. Thank you for all you have been doing in the Revival Hour. Thank you since January that you have started this program. You have been there. You have always uphold us. You did not allow us to fail. You did not allow us to fall. You did not allow our health to even crash. Lord, we are grateful. Thank you for waking us up every morning to pray with the same, to hear your word and to worship you. What an honor. Please, Lord, this one thing I ask, please help me, my household and my brethren, Jesus' house and everyone joining us all over the world. Please help each one of us to be faithful. The one. In the mighty name of Jesus. Keep on in the name of Jesus. I, my father this morning, keep all our youth, all our children to the end in the name of Jesus. As we go into your Lord, let your walk come with power, let it come with healing, let it come with deliverance. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free Um, please uh, turn your Bible with me to the book of Luke, chapter eight. <clears throat> excuse me, Luke chapter eight, Luke chapter eight. I'll now read from verse 22 to 25. The Bible says in Luke chapter eight, verse 22 to 25. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over onto the other side of the lake and they launched forth. As you launch forth, you will break forth. As you launch forth, you will break through. As you launch forth, you will break forth on every side. As you launch forth this morning, you will break through on every side in the name of Jesus. Now, the Bible went on by saying, but as as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. Now, so that I don't forget it. The Lord said I should tell somebody. He said that, him falling asleep as we read here, it doesn't mean the um, he is not aware of what is happening while he was falling asleep. So, meaning that the Lord said I should tell you concerning your case, he's not sleeping. So I say concerning your case, he's not sleeping. I wanted to personalize concerning my case, God is not sleeping. He's working on my case. Shout a big hallelujah. Thank you, Father, because you are not sleeping. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were we filled with water, and we are in jeopardy. Every, every situation that you find yourself right now, every jeopardizing situation, every troubling situation you find yourself, the Lord will arise on your behalf Amen. and calm every storm in Jesus' name. Amen. I command that storm to cease in the name of Amen. Jesus. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. I wanted to declare, I will not perish. I will not perish, will not perish with the wicked. I, I shall not perish in Jesus' name. My household shall not perish in Jesus' name. I will not bury anyone this year in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now he said, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the ranging of the water and the seas and there was calm. This morning you are going to use your mouth to rebuke every strange wind. Your prayer now you are going to pray, you are going to say, Father. Father. Every contrary wind that is blowing around my life. Calm them in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. Open your mouth and make that your prayer. Yesterday, my God was telling me, and I remember sharing with my wife. I said, God told me, don't allow anything to take away your joy. Every contrary wind that may be around your life. I command them, I command them, I command such wind to cease in the name of Jesus. I command such wind to cease in the name of Jesus. Every contrary wind that may be blowing in your family right now. I command them to cease any contrary wind the enemy might be blowing around Jesus' house. I command the such wind to cease. Every contrary wind blowing around our city, I command it to cease. Brethren, are you praying or you are sleeping? In the name of Jesus, the tenacity at which you pray shows how is how you know how, how you really want that answer to that prayer. So if you are praying anyhow, it shows that you are you are not taking it important. Father, in the name of Jesus, every contrary wind around my destiny, I command you to cease now in the name of Jesus. Contrary wind around the church of God. Be cease now in the name of Jesus. Contrary wind around our children. Contrary wind cease in the name of Jesus. Contrary wind against our homes, against the revival hour against Sunday services, against Wednesday Bible study, all our weekly services, contrary winds, cease in the name of Jesus. Every contrary wind of joblessness, every contrary wind of fear, every contrary wind around the people of God, I command you to cease now. You contrary wind of COVID, cease over our city, cease over the land, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. And there was calm. You are going to say, Father, let there be calm. Calmness. Let there be calmness in my spirit, in my family, over my situation. Open your mouth and pray. 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 pray. Over that situation in your life. Over that situation in your life, whatever thing that is a is, is a is a concern. Say, Father, let there be calmness. Let there be calmness because when God books a wind, that wind must be removed. In the name of Jesus, over my family, over your church, over our city, over extended family. In the name of Jesus, let there be calmness. In Jesus' name, we pray. And he said unto them, where is your faith? And they, being, and they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and water, and they obeyed him. From now henceforth, anything you command will obey you. Amen. If you command the firmament, it will obey you. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. it will obey me in the name of Amen. Jesus. Now, look at it. It said, and they've been afraid. So you are going to declare with your mouth, whatever is making me afraid in the past, I want you to say that, whatever is making me afraid in the past, past, I have overcome you. I am no longer afraid in in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise Master Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, brethren, in the last couple of, days uh, the Lord has been bringing his word to us on the subject who is your uncle is a very important question a very deep question that I can tell you that I don't know how long the law will take for us to really dig deep into that question who is your uncle is a very important question and God, Through the Holy Spirit has helped us to understand few things. What an anchor means—something you hold on, something you hold on in the midst of storms. It's like a pillar. And we look at different people or areas or things that people anchor their destiny on. Some anchor it on their education. Yes, they anchor it on their skills. They anchor it on their skill, and that is where we are starting from. We mentioned, we have mentioned about seven different things that people anchor their life or people. Where we mentioned yesterday about money. Actually, we mentioned uh, the eighth point yesterday, which is money and properties or material wealth. Now, number nine, skill and experiences. Brethren, with my little knowledge of God, And I'm still very young, very, very young, even in life. I want you to know that skill and an experience cannot hold you in time of storm. Let's put it this way. Let's go back to our example here. Remember the brother Peter was a very vocal brother. He was very vocal among all the disciples. He possessed that leadership, then he was vocal. Now, uh, Brother Peter, despite the kind of nature of person he was, he remember he was in the midst of this this boat with them. He was there. But his skill, being an expert in fishing, his, his job site was the seaside. Peter's job site was the seaside. Just like many of us go to offices, Peter's working side was the sea river. So you will say that river by now, Peter, anywhere Peter finds himself, is a matter of water. No matter how deep that sea is, you will expect that Peter will not be afraid. If other people are afraid, other fishermen, but by the nature of the kind of person we saw who Peter was, he was a very vocal person. You know that Peter will not be afraid. He will tell he will tell the devil, no, I will not, but on this why, his skill and his experience was not enough to calm the storm. So, brethren, do not depend on your skill and experiences to be your anchor for life. Allow Jesus only to be your anchor for life. Who should be your anchor for life? Jesus only. Only Jesus. Don't add anything else to it. Your skill. The psalmist said, my strength failed me in the days of adversity. Your strength will not fail you in the days of adversity. My strength will not fail me in the days of adversity. We will never see adversity in the name of Jesus. Yes. So skill and experiences. Brethren, I have seen it in the past. I remember I have shared this testimony and I'll share it this morning as we continue again. I remember then many years ago, I was seeking for job, trusting God for job. I was tired of not having job in this city. And I remember how God led me. It, It was very clear, it was very vocal i pray for somebody you will not doubt god in the name of jesus Amen. so i'll call the story long i mean short the lord told me specifically i was supposed to resume to another job at the martin but that job god had told me a day before and i've said it to them myself, and god also sent so he said you don't belong to this category and i knew i don't but i was looking for job desperately so I knew I, I, so the following day I was supposed to resume at Timothy. And, and so I started my devotion. I was praising God, praising God. I praised God until I forgot I was supposed to go for a job at Timurton. And so when I became conscious of myself and I checked, I said, ah, I'm supposed to have been at And the Lord said, now that you have, uh, you know, you forgot, continue to praise me. And I was praising him at a point he told me by spirit, he says now uh, that is enough. go and bait go to school take bus 62 uh, then it was boss 62 I don't know whether I see bus62 now I'm going somewhere. take bus 62 go downtown when you get to the street where you are going to highlight I will tell you all of this. I was hearing them one step at a time as I take the step and so finally I got to you know the, the streets downtown forgotten the name of the street now. But I remember that place. So I I got to that street, not too far from uh, the bay, the building there. Yes. So I was there. And he said, go straight. And I was going straight. He said, turn here. I said, I won't turn because I've applied to that company before. But long story short, I I stopped arguing with God. I want to tell somebody, stop arguing with God. Just obey what he asks you to do. And you will enjoy peace. Stop arguing with him in your mind. Just obey what he asks you to do and you will enjoy peace. Where am I going? I entered there. I was told, oh, that's not, they directed me to the right place. Now, this is where we are going, talking about skill and experience. The Lord has led me thus far. So the God kept the manager. I pray for somebody, any job, opportunity, or opportunity that belongs to you. God will delay all the people around you, all the people there that are, that are holding on to you. He will delay them until you come and receive what belongs to you in the name of Jesus. In this month of good news, God, anyone that God needs to delay for you to carry your good news, God will delay them in the name of Jesus. Now, what are we saying? The manager was delayed. I was given a test to do as a way to confirm that. That okay, that they to, just to test before they give me the job. And it was computer related because the job was computer related, I had some you know, skills and you know, computer work. And so now, where are we going? They gave me the, the computer work. I said, uh, when I saw it within my mind, I said, uh, this one, I will pass it. Brethren, be careful. I learned lessons through that process. I cited the work. I said I will pass it. Long story short, I did the test once. I failed it. Ah. Well, there by then, it wasn't much of a concern, but I knew God was still leading me. And then the manager gave me another opportunity. I did it. At that time, I have not really, really humbled myself to know that it is not my skill and experience that will give me the job. It is God that has been leading me from home to this place. And so. I did the second time, I failed. And then at that point, I was getting discouraged. I was about leaving, but the Lord said, ask for another time. And the manager said, they don't do it three times, but they will give me opportunity. Long story short, I pleaded. And she said, okay, they gave me the third time. Brethren, I did it. I failed it, the, the, the computer test again. <laughs> and you will ask, okay, if somebody has some knowledge of programming, what are the basic things they are asking me? But I was, I depend on my skill and I said, I will pass this one. But brethren, at that point, I was, I said I was going, but as I was about leaving, the Holy Spirit said, ask them to give you one more child. That's the fourth time. I pleaded, what well, they say, it's out of, it's ordinary, extraordinary, they've not done it before. However, the manager said, go home, That in case I need to rest, go home and go and take your time and do that. This is the only last chance." And I went to my office then I, brother, I remember I prayed until I humbled myself. I knelt down. I said, Lord, if it is your will that I get this job, let me do this uh, a test and pass it, this one. There are many sides of the story that I've spared you because of time. But where are we going? Is that when I cited the exam initially, I said, I will, this one is a work. Student, don't depend on your skill. Don't depend on your wisdom. Brethren that are walking, don't say, well, I have this key. I did it last year. I did it a few months ago. I will apply. No. Jesus must continue to be our anchor. The disciples were faced with the storm. They were faced. They said, "Care not doubt that we perish. And then, you know, Jesus was sleeping. Again, as the Lord said to us at the beginning, when we we're reading that scripture. God said to me, the fact that the Bible says and that Christ was sleeping he was sleeping at that time physically you see it doesn't mean that the absence of him not aware of what is going on in your life now so when you when you when Jesus is your anchor if you allow Jesus to be your anchor one of the things we are going to see in your life is the presence of God the presence of God abides with you Jesus was with them physically But physically, he was sleeping as well. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't an afterstatement. It wasn't an overstatement. Jesus was sleeping. He was sleeping. But then, Jesus was sleeping, but the disciple failed to recognize that Jesus being sleeping physically doesn't mean that spiritually he's sleeping. And he's still in control, even while he's asleep physically, as a person, as a man. So the disciples, so brethren, If Jesus, how do you know if Jesus is the one that is the anchor of your life, is that you enjoy continuous presence of God. The Bible tells us in the book of, turn your Bible with me to the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 46, Psalms chapter 46, verse 1. The Bible says, God is our refuge, say God is my refuge, refuge. and strength. A very present help in trouble. Can you see that? God is my refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. That means before that trouble arises, he has been there. So if Jesus is the anchor for your life, is the one holding your life, then number two thing that we are going to see in your life is that the presence of God. Brethren, do you still have the presence of God abiding with you daily? Who is your anchor? If you say Jesus, one of the things we will see in your life is the presence of God, continuous presence of God. Yesterday we met, we were beginning to look at some key points. And yesterday we talked about absolute trust. And so number two is continuous presence of God. If Jesus is your anchor, you will enjoy continuous presence of God. He said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That means when trouble arises, perhaps they arrive, God is there. So the disciples and where we took our study from in Luke chapter 8, 22 to 25, God was present with them, but they they, they did not acknowledge it. They did not know. They were not aware of it that God was with them. Brethren, God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. Let your mind be at peace in the name of Jesus. I say God is with you. Let your mind be at peace in the name of Jesus. Also, number three, how do we know, how to know if Jesus is your anchor? Number one, we say you will enjoy absolute, there will be absolute trust. You trust him. Because we mentioned yesterday, anybody that you, you, you know, you anchor your life on, you trust them you trust them, you trust them, you trust them, you trust them. There are times that for for us as a family, myself and my wife, that maybe because of engagement with God's work, we've had to entrust our children into some brethren and to say, look after these ones for us until we are back. Maybe we went out or something, or maybe we are attending to God's people. It is a trust. It is only people that we trust, we can entrust our children to their hands. So there must be trouble. Number two is that there there will be continuous presence of God in your life. Number three, perfect peace in the midst of the storm. You will enjoy perfect peace. You see, brethren, no matter how the storm may rage in your life, one of the ways to know if Jesus is the one anchoring your life is that you enjoy absolute peace, perfect peace there'll be peace in your mind, peace in your mind. Though outside, there might be storms. Things might be raging here and there. But if you allow Jesus to anchor your destiny and the destiny of your children and the destiny of your wife, your, your husband, your parents, the church, and everyone, there'll be perfect peace. The Bible says to us in the book of John, turn your Bible with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 27. John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the word giveth, give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Or mute your devices and tell three people, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let, you let, you Nature. let Nature. Not your heart Nature. be troubled, Nature. Neither, Nature. Be troubled. neither let it be afraid, Nature. Let not your heart be troubled, Nature. neither let Nature. it be Nature. afraid. Nature. That means Nature. don't let your heart be troubled, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. One of the ways, how do you know if Jesus is the one anchoring your life right now? Don't forget, number one. Absolute trust that we talked about yesterday. Number two is that continuous presence of God, and then you have peace. I want us to pray this morning. What is your prayer point? Continuous presence of Lord. Lord, do not take away your presence from me, like David prayed. And then pray that Lord, as I go out today, let me enjoy perfect peace. Let my family enjoy perfect peace. Maybe there's an issue right now in your family. In your heart that you could not share with anyone. Go ahead now and begin to open your mouth and pray. Now, if you are here this morning and you have not invited Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know the message of the gospel is not joke. And it's not a a mistake. No, it is not man's idea. It is God's wisdom to rescue you from hell. So this morning, if you are not, if your ways are not right with God, I want you to raise up your right hand while I pray for you. And I want you to repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, I accept you this morning as my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. Fill me with the Holy Ghost, according to your word in Ephesians 1, verse 13. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Lord, I pray for as many that have accepted you this morning. Please forgive them their sins. Write their name in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Stretch forth your hand and then unmute your devices as we pray together. Ancient of days, we are grateful. Thank you for your again. The question you are asking us is who is our anchor? Particularly when we are faced with the storms of life. do we run to? Who do we trust? Whose presence do we carry? Lord Jesus, this morning we are coming. to say thank you for it. I pray for all your children this morning. Every raging storm like we have prayed. I command such storms around your life, in your life, or in your anywhere you may find yourself right now, any raging storms in your life, I command them to cease in Jesus' name. Amen. I command them to cease right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I pray for you. The fact that Jesus is sleeping physically in your doesn't mean that it's not okay. what is going on in your life. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Nothing will make you afraid in Jesus' name. Amen. All that you have asked the Lord for, they are to testimonies in the name of Jesus. They are turned to testimonies in the name of Jesus. To testimonies in the name of Jesus. Amen. Name of Jesus. Amen. Between now and tomorrow morning, you will have testimony. Amen. Father, we thank you for answered prayer in Jesus' most powerful name. We are praying.